The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what this ch***ns me? No, 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 no! Alright. I'm ready. Okay. Hey! Hey everyone, guess who's back? Hi. <laughs> back from quarantine. No, not you. I meant me. I mean, I'm back. I'm... People tune in for me. <laughs> Did people tune in for me? Uh, yeah, me no, there is the... Uh... Is there like an Amy contingent of our like listener base <laughs> who just comes for me and like leaves in a huff when I like skip on an episode because I'm like depressed? Yo. We call them simps. It's fine. It's, uh, no, I'm just, kidding. just kidding. Yes, uh, speaking of, there, there's a simp jar over at patreon.com. <laughs> so feel free to contribute. Um, how's it going, everybody? How's quarantine? If donations go below a certain amount per month, Amy sits out and we have to get Devlin back as your punishment. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Devlin is better at this than me. More enthusiastic, too. <laughs> Welcome back to this week's episode of Tranifesto, the show that would like to remind you that, uh, yeah, it is the gay's fault for the coronavirus, but it's because we made RuPaul a gay icon. So that's kind of on us. Our bad. Our bad. Yeah, another update is that RuPaul has a fracking empire in Wyoming. Yeah, how the fuck? Yeah, so someone found out about this? What the fuck? <laughs> what the just fuck? like, so he just owns a bunch of land and then just like let the government frack on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, like leases land like he has like a ranch that instead of using as a ranch like i feel like you can't call it a ranch if you're Mm -hmm. leasing it to be fracked no then you just own some like some oil sand i think it's a ranch if you wear assless chaps then you can call it a ranch it's like you had like a ranch in like fort mcmurray and it was literally just fucking (laughs) bitumen for miles like you can't call that a ranch like are there horses yeah they're 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 called ranches for legal like reasons for tax reasons, but functionally yes. they're just uh, oil refineries or oil. Yeah, it's, a, it's 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 as much of a ranch as like a fucking carousel. Um, but yeah, no, that was uh that was kind of shocking. Fucking that's um, the news. It's yeah, not no, shocking top- at all. Mm-hmm. We're topical. Um, um, uh, guys, hear yeah. about this coronavirus that's been going <laughs> on? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Oh Christ! Yeah, you all better be like not was, touching your sorry, faces. I was, and fucking... I was busy for the past month out at um the just jerking the, the, it. Just jerking um, it every day. Thirty seconds just... to Mars, like sex cult in the desert. So. <laughs> See, oh God, and I'm just thinking about it. Like, like Jared Leto gonna... just like giving sermons. Like, I, 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 I've putting used outside. condoms in your mailbox. We're gonna flatten the curve, and then for the the enti- even if things like get better in best possible scenario for the next like couple years, like, every time that there's a big event, like there's gonna be Burning Man, and then a bunch of like fucking like acid head like Silicon Valley people are all gonna get it. I'm like, oh yeah, e- every every single concert yeah. there's gonna be a breakout of the of it, like even in best case scenario. And that's going to be what we're yeah. going to deal with for the next couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I feel like it's not going Isn't away. It, like flattening the curve, just cockball torture. Uh, it's no, but like the Oh, it's edging. Thank you. Sorry. My flattening bad. My bad. The curve is like, you see for it's most people, fit. this is like a, a new, a new turn of phrase, but in the BDSM yeah. community, it's mm-hmm. 4 PM time for your flat curve, your curve flattening. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> um, yeah. How's quarantine? Holy. How are you two holding up? I'm good. I mean, it's just, like, I don't know, 
just it's i mean to some degree it sucks i mean to a lot of degree it sucks but to some degree uh Mm -hmm. it's good because now i can tell my uber eats person to leave the food outside my door and not seem suspicious about it i was gonna say because you (laughs) do not knock you hate not approach the door leaving the house more than anyone i've ever met so i would think this would be great for you look 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 inside the house i know where my socks are i know where the toilet is and i know how much sunny d i have in the fridge okay so Mm -hmm. my house is a sanctuary how you holding up um, I'm doing, I'm thriving. I'm doing great. I like most, all really? my, all my hobbies are solitary. All of my political opinions are being proven correct. Um, I have, <laughs> your yeah, opinions is, are also solitary. Like, great for you. Yeah. Animal Crossing is out. So now I can like sit <laughs> oh, around and play shit. video games yeah. all day. Yeah. And like, I get that next month. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. you're going to be so We're going to have to coordinate what fruit we have on what island. Oh, I've got I all the cherries. fruit, baby. I got all the fruit now. Well, I have oh, cherries God. and I also have apples and oranges and mm-hmm. like so many coconuts on my beaches that people make fun of me that said so, Wait, what? so many so, so many villagers bullying. are so many villagers are jocks so i'm gonna need to go through some like very intense sort of social planning to keep only like the right kind of like people on my island and i'm gonna, so this is like I a modified called, version of eugenics yeah, yeah i was gonna say eugenics, that's eugenics. yeah i'm gonna yeah. be doing like basically just island eugenics yeah, yeah like i'm, I'm assigning <laughs> social credit points to my villagers and unfortunately some of them just they can't be re-educated and need to be pushed off the oh island oh my to god back to the sea. holy shit yeah well after you unlock terraforming there's actually a secret unlock <laughs> after that which is um genetic engineering and if you get yeah. that you can just you know Call call your yeah. islands of you impurities. Clear, the, clear and... the jocks for living space for the. <laughs> yeah, and the people you talk to all have a suspiciously German accent, and they just you know, like, what happened between 1939 and 1942 for you? Nothing. The third airlines like Nook Miles ticket thing turns into like Pacific <laughs> Island hopping. <laughs> It'll be great. Oh, make a fuck. make a cool oh. prosperity sphere. <laughs> oh, speaking of video games, um, I just finished. I'm almost done playing the new Borderlands DLC, the uh, uh, Guns Love and Tentacles. Fuck, it's so good. It's so gay. It's and the wedding's wonderful. Yeah, like I said, beautiful. if you can, if we, if uh, we can get the finances to get us all copies of it, I would love to do an episode on it. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, please, because like mm-hmm. honestly, like I, I have strong opinions about queer representation in the Borderland universe, um, and just generally how they do things. But yeah, this. Uh, this DLC was like a love letter to horror, and it's all gay, and it's, yeah, it's everything I wanted. I mean, there's also, this is the same gay where in the main game you can go to, like, a, a pleasure, like, basically a red light district inside a place, and, like, everybody is stripping for money there. Like, you can go see a guy, girl, robot. Um, the three genders. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, covered all the bases. It's a fucking good game is my point. What else is in the news? It's... It's yeah. Trans Day of Visibility. It's, like, this oh, isn't yeah. going to come out on Trans Day of Visibility, no, but no, it no. is today. I mean, I haven't gone outside, but that's normal. 2015 on this ass day. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Sean that's like, Trans Day of Visibility is some corny 2015 bullshit. Which I mean, <laughs> like... You know, I remember. It's for the youngins. It's for the youngins. So uh, maybe I'm just. Am I out of touch? Because our like is Trans Day of Visibility and Trans Day of Remembrance different things. Yeah, they're different. They they happen on like different different corners of the year. Like one is one is for posting selfies and the other one is for. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Um, posting like 
sad shit threads really yeah. really really earnest threads yeah. I, I was gonna say like uh the was it uh trends day of visibility is for celebrating the fact that uh we're not dead yet and then the remembrance is for when we were actually dead so you know <laughs> like we, we have the whole gambit it's the great circle of strife we have it all how do we feel about it how's your how's your trans day of visibility <laughs> i mean i'm in quarantine I, so <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it seems canceled this year <laughs> I just go outside and make everyone clock me. That's uh, that way they know it's uh, fully visible. It's uh... just go around like wearing like a choker and like <laughs> high high socks. And... Trans, trans day of visibility by not wearing any foundation. <laughs> oh god! I guess we're oh, I guess we're celebrating by recording a fucking podcast, which is like yeah, you know this is pretty sort gay. of embarrassing. See, yeah, because <laughs> I've I've reached the point in my transition where this is like the only trans thing that I like that I yeah, do right? anymore. This yeah, and like too. Mao is all I got. I going mean, aside for from me. like yeah, aside from like you know, be trans, but you know, um, but even that, I'm gonna do that on weekends. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm cis. I knew it. I fucking knew Monday it. On Friday, I'm a five. So anyway, fellow 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 cis gendered bio girls, what are, what are we talking about yeah. today? Yeah, so uh, this week we are, um, yeah, so we got, a, we got a bit of a movie this week. Uh, it's, we'll, we'll discuss kind of a, it, there wasn't a lot of queer rep in this movie, but the idea of it is worth discussing. Yeah, I forced you to watch it. I'm, yeah, I, this, I, is, I, this, I, is a, this is a rare Amy pick. Yeah, yeah a rare no, Amy pick. Sure. I mean, Alex made me watch it. Um, thank God we're co-quarantined and this is a good quarantine movie. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely kind of thematic. I'm also just like, Let's watch movies that aren't just terrible trans representation sometimes for for our yeah, health. Yeah, it's nice to get away from it. Yeah, for our sanity. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I mean, like, uh, this week, I, I, and, and this is this is exactly what we're doing this week. Uh, this week we are reviewing the 2016 drama thriller Weekend at Amy's. Now, this show is about uh, political, re- no, it's Nocturama. Uh, it is basically, well, we'll get into the synopsis of it. Uh, which one of you is doing that today? I mean, I imagine Amy. Oh yeah, Amy. Yeah, no. I can try. I mean, you two watched it more recently than me, but. Yeah, but like. The plot summary is actually like really quite simple, I feel. The, there's a bunch of like French teenagers in Paris who, um, plan and execute a terrorist attack. Yeah, you know, just kid stuff. And they blow up some buildings, set a statue of, um... Joan of Arc on fire and kill some people and then they hole up in a evacuated like upscale department store for the night while they sort of regroup and figure out what the fuck to do. So at this department store they kind of fuck I around. I thought it was like an Ikea. It wasn't an Ikea. It was, it's like one of those like if you ever been to like Pacific Center like the south oh, side yeah. of Pacific Center Yeah, yeah. you know with like Nordstrom and like you know, like upstairs where there's all the like extremely expensive brands that just have their store layout open with like one of each product sitting on like a nice glass table. And there's no price tag on anything. Yeah, to me, it kind of it kind of looked like a combination of like, you know, for like Vancouver audiences uh, kind of looks like Holt Renfrew for be for Can- for like Canadian broadly audiences it looks like kind of a combination between the bay and IKEA and for like international listeners think kind of like a Nordstrom's mix with IKEA. Can you please do comparisons of just shopping malls to everything we discussed tonight? Like just like you know, we could talk about like representation and be like, you know what? That's a lot like Mall of America. Well, it's it, misrepresented it also as reminds being fun. me of that one weird mall next to Waterfront Station um that has the 
Canada Services office in it, but it's like not not really my, that much else. But it has interesting architecture, which I'm sure everybody can relate to on this. Or there's, there's that one um, there's that one fucking mall in Chinatown that's like tucked away right mm-hmm. like right beside some like 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 yeah. herb store. Yeah, and you know, and obviously like it looks Wait, like a lot of architecture. Yeah, there's the there's the hidden mall there. The secret right mall. by yeah, there is secret mall. It's like Secret Garden, but shittier. Is that the one Any- that's like almost closed down? Like there's only like three shops open. Welcome to the uh, mall podcast where we discuss nothing but malls. The, the mall, the mall. The, welcome back to the malls of Van- the malls of Vancouver podcast. Anyway, uh, recording live from Kingsgate. Uh, food- <laughs> oh my god, Kingsgate. <laughs> Yeah, if any of you ever come to Vancouver, go to Kingsgate Mall. Just let's just have just like go a sit there in the Kingsgate parking lot. Holy shit, we should absolutely do that. Oh please, for the love of God, we could probably just even host a show in like the middle of the place, and no one's gonna do anything. They're all just gonna like sit there, like fucking lobotomized patients. <laughs> well, you just pretend it's not happening. That's what you do. This is bad radio. Can we stop? This is not bad radio. <laughs> so in- the people need to know about our malls, damn it. <laughs> And knocked her off. Yeah, so they, they hole up in this, like, department store, upscale shopping mall thing. Um, overnight, they basically, like, they're teenagers, and they kind of just fuck around a lot. Play with all the expensive stuff, like, try on, like, insanely expensive clothes, blast music. They can't smoke because which of the- I, Which I found almost ironic, just because the idea of just, like, they're so- Like, a lot of the reasons for their protest was fucking anti-capitalism, and yet they're, like, basking and dancing in the glory of it. Well, they're- they're I think they're, like, sort of celebrating- like they're they're um, doing satire. I feel they they think they're doing that. Like they're they're performing decadence. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Dancing on like the ashes of what they want to destroy. Um, yeah, I mean the political messaging of like why they did it is actually like incredibly vague and like not I think intentionally vague. Really. Yeah, on purpose. Yeah. Like it's a coming get, like, of age flick with murder. Little like glimpses of why like David, who's one of the main characters, like. He's this sort of college student guy who's kind of like a preppy nerd, but also hot. He kind of like, go, like he studies history. He talks about Salvador Allende at one point. So you kind of get the sense that he's one of, he's like us, basically. <laughs> he's like me. Does he have a podcast? Probably. The only reason we haven't bombed major landmarks is because we have a podcast. David, David definitely has a podcast. <laughs> he's like a reply guy on to like Rev Left Radio on Twitter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just <laughs> just explaining the mass line to your girlfriend in the middle of a fucking Wendy's. Yeah, his girlfriend, Sarah. Uh, is, she, is she the one who looks like the um, goth girl, Wojak? Yeah. <laughs> She's I'm the right. one who looks like just so shockingly French. Yeah. Like, she looks like yeah. the Frenchest person you've ever seen. I'm going to send it to the chat. The one who looks like this. Oh my gosh, she does. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah, she looks like the goth girl, like, doomer girl of Wojak. Yeah, doomer. Yeah. So, yeah, they basically just fuck around in this mall. It's unclear why they did it. They have to go outside to smoke. David goes and, like, wanders around town watching all the... Because, like, the city is, like, in panic mode because of this huge terrorist attack. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out. He, like, watches kind of the outcome of what they did. They all kind of deal with, like, guilt and re- some amount of regret, some amount of shame questioning why they did it but also like accepting a grief about what they're coming to terms with is going to happen to them 
which I feel like we don't really need to say what happens to them. You kind of get the idea from the premise, but it's, it's a not, rough time. It's not, not a good. happy ending. No. Well, maybe it's a happy ending if you're a cop. <laughs> get off our podcast. So, Cops, not you. Just so we're clear. So yeah, how did how did we feel about this? All right. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, as a first as a movie, like, I don't know, like it was very interesting pacing wise. Like the shots are really well done. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Um, Like the, the feeling inside was like Dawn of the Dead meets Assault on Precinct 13. Have you, either of you seen... Either well, I mean, movies? I read I read the Wikipedia article, and those were like two uh, literally the inspirations. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, if you look at the Wikipedia article, those are like the two movies he showed oh. to everybody when he was like when the director was trying to like pitch this movie. Yeah, he Holy stated that the influences included George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead as well as John Carpenter's Fuck. Assault on Precinct Thirteen. And you both cut me off. I was about to say too, like, have either of you seen the movie Elephant? Because this very oh much has God. the tone to it. Holy shit! Rented a theater ah! and showed elephants in the cast and crew. Fucking nailed it! Did you? Did you really? Because that's impressive. Apparently, the movie wears its uh, influences on its sleeve. Yeah. No. I. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry. I was. I honestly did not even have that article up, and that is incredible. Um. All right. So yes. This. Jesus. Fuck. All right. Very well shot. Um. Pacing wise, I don't know. It was kind of weird for me. There's this one whole bit near the end where they're. Well, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, spoilers. But they're all getting pretty much uh, picked off by the SWAT team that's got inside. And they do this thing where they keep resetting the time loop to show where everyone is at a certain point in time. Mm -hmm. And I get that, but it was really fucking annoying. Where it was just like the same... Oh, oh! Yeah, same woman, it, like, it, screaming it got a over bit. And over again. That that specific kind of gimmick got a little bit. Yeah, so, I, 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 mean, I understand what they were trying to do. Like they were trying to show each person's perspective of it happening, which like were separate emotional moments even if it was the same thing right yeah the whole film was very it was all very capital a art like where you had the entire beginning of the movie like where there was almost basically no talking and just following people on the subway for like literally half an hour of just it's like 40 minutes yeah yeah, of following characters on a subway nobody spoke yeah there was very little speaking i i really liked it Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. like this incredible like suspenseful opening where you just watch in real time Uh, as they like carry out this plan yeah and the thing is i don't like i don't think the movie was necessarily bad like i'm not saying i hated the film it's just one of those things where it was kind of like there were some odd moments i liked the idea of this film and i really wish they'd done more of the beginning because the parts where they didn't speak were almost the more interesting parts to me uh where like they're kind of like you know putting together the whole fucking like almost like an ocean's 11-esque putting mm-hmm. together the plan sort of thing. Yeah, it's very much like a heist movie. It was very suspenseful and exciting. Yeah, and so and that leads us to our next point, which is why we're talking about this on this show, uh, and this is where I, I kind of reference the coming-of-age-esque, is the fact that one of the characters um, goes drag. Uh, I yeah. guess is the best way we could describe that. So did you want to kind of... His his name is Yassine, I think. Mm-hmm. The, the what, sorry? The, the character. Yeah. Yassine, is that how you say that? Yeah, so he, yeah, he, he, like, over the course of his time in the mall, he kind of begins presenting more and more femme, and, like, wearing, first it's just a little bit of, like, guyliner, and, like, you know, messing around with women's clothes, and then, like, by the end, like, he does this, like, incredible, like, drag performance of this song, like, My Way. My Way, yeah. So in front of all that, Not the Limp Bizkit version. Not the Limp Bizkit version. In front of all of his... (laughs) All of his comrades who are looking at him like kind of dubiously, but they're like supportive. They just don't get it. It's great. Yeah. Which is no, the most you can ask for. 
Yeah, no, and like throughout the film too, like there's even one point in time where near the end, um, he asks one of the other guys there, he's like, do you think I look good? And he's just wearing like this silk outfit. Yeah. And it's just like, do I look good in this? And the guy's like, I, he's like, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and like, yeah, over the course of the movie, it's like coming to terms with this identity, this, this, this self-realization thing, just mm-hmm. over the course of like one night, but it's like very much... You can like see it happen. What? Yeah, that's I don't why, know. That's why I shoehorn this into the. Yeah, which I don't know if yeah. it's necessarily like if the director was trying to put across a queer narrative because the thing that are that it um, brought up to me in the text was early on. Um, was it uh, who was like the cute one that was like lefty nerd, leftist nerd? David. Wasn't it Andre? Or which one was Andre? I think Andre is the jock. Okay. Andre is like the himbo. <laughs> <laughs> he like listens right. to like whip my hair back and forth. Was that no? That was uh, that was um, Omar, the guard, the uh, security guard. Oh yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. Oh yeah, no, Andre is. Yeah, I think either way, because he used to, early on, like you know, they have a conversation about how, like, sort of getting into that the whole theory of mm-hmm. you know society having going into st- a period of decadence followed by rebirth and like which is a typically like a very like alt-right sort of fascist uh, talking point not yeah. as yeah. much a leftist thing but it was like but also i think he was also the one who was talking about um allende and stuff so it's not don't really get an idea yeah, where his so but that's kind of what i thought that maybe the text was like doing because everybody was kind of mm-hmm. weirded out by this guy you know putting on eyeliner and lipstick and like doing singing and dancing and also like you know not to spoil it but he's also the first one to die mm-hmm. so yeah, they definitely buried the gays um, yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean they buried they buried buried everybody they buried but... everyone else but yeah <laughs> buried the gays first mm-hmm. um yeah see i don't well, know like i i don't feel like he was doing it like ironically no, no. No, I, I, well, and this is kind of what I want to touch on, which is the idea that, like, I felt like it was a fairly good, a fairly good discussion, which is the idea that, like, it was only near the end when he stopped giving a shit about everything that he was able to kind of explore. Like, what I saw was kind of like someone beginning to explore stuff that they would have otherwise been too ashamed to look up because of societal expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, near the fact that they were near the end of this and, like, it was anarchy and, you know, they were kind of embracing the fact they were going to die while at the same time, too, just, you know, like looking forward to a new world um and he's you know he's just it was like i don't know and he's I don't like know surrounded by more... opportunity you know like yeah all of these you know clothes and makeup and things to wear and like nothing much to do except like experiment yeah and i mean it's i don't know first off it was a fabulous performance but there was even like uh he was like uh, there was a part that was like kind of overshadowed but and maybe it wasn't meant to be as much as I saw in it, but there was a point where he's sitting in the tub uh, drinking mm-hmm. and he invites another guy to get in the tub with him. And the guy's like, no, thank you. And there's no yeah. pressure and it's not like a creepy thing, but like he asks twice. Um, so it's like almost like at that point in time, like, you know, it was interesting to see like the way that he was edging towards actually being the person that he wanted to. And then like the, the ending of the film, which is the tragedy in that moment, because I was actually rooting for the terrorists. Oh, um, weren't we all? Yeah, no, I, I wanted to see them get away somehow, or at least one of them survive. But the, but yeah. Parody. <laughs> yeah, we were rooting yeah. for the terrorists in the game in Minecraft. Yeah, exactly. It was. <laughs> rooting for the terrorists well, as see, a this, bit. 
This is that's in, in, that's part. That, I'm watching that ha- a CS:GO. That has to be why there was no like specific ideology because if you actually made a movie about like terrorists with a specific ideology who pull off something and like and just watching them kind of goof around like even if they all die at the end like that would be a much more controversial movie. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. The the sort of a apoli- I think that's worth talking about. Like the politics of the movie, what the movie sort of suggests about their motivations, um, what we feel is being mm-hmm. said there, because that's definitely like the main question I feel being posed quite a bit is like, why? Yeah. And I mean, like, I think it's like, this was a character study in terms of all the different characters yeah. more than like a narrative story. Um, so like like we've said before, like the, the narrative is pretty straightforward, um, you know, radicalized youths or as one uh, reviewer called them French hipster terrorism. They basically like you know they're all coming in terms with like who they want to be. I think one guy at the end too even proposes. Mm-hmm. So like with with the character yeah, that was being proposes to his girlfriend. And yeah, he, like and at times seems like she was roped into it, but she also like introduced him to the guy who sold them the bomb. So yeah. she she's an interesting character. Like she has some amount of like autonomy, but also seems yeah. to lack autonomy for a lot of the movie. It also seems like she's getting dragged along a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, haven't we all, like, you know, dated a French terrorist and gotten a little bit ripped into it? Oh, God, Parody. no, I have. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 I've never da, killed anybody. Da. Well, um, that's been proven. Well, I mean, technically, they weren't people. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah like... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the part Dutch. Of, part of um, the point is, I think that it is a character study, and the characters don't, like, if there is conscious motivation which you know you can raise the point that there might not be at least for some of them it might just be mm-hmm. this like sort of expression of a feeling of like alienation yeah. and like rebellion that isn't fully crystallized into like a coherent plan but also like you know they might have different motivations i mean for one it's like a very multiracial group of people um so mm-hmm. like you know david who's like this sort of preppy college kid probably has different motivations from like, you know, the the young black kid or, you know, mm-hmm. the, it's it's a relatively diverse group is sort of my point. And they probably have diverse motivations. All, they're all ways. alienated for different reasons. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And like kind of roping it back to the queer character, like that was very much, that's why I got the idea that it was just the idea of the abandonment of the pressures of society. Cause yeah. I'm going to assume people are often radicalized for a well, plethora of reasons, but one of them is basically alienation in their own uh, country. Um, and so, like, you know, I, I'm, first off, I'm not saying that if you deny you know, queer people a chance to be themselves, they're going to turn into some version of the Unabomber. Yeah, uh, I would never say that. <laughs> no. I would, I would never. <laughs> we definitely aren't working on that episode. Um, but I like the idea of just, like, I don't know, at the end there, too, just him finally embracing parts of who he is i mean there are some shittier parts to his personality which i do like um like good representation should also show the shitty parts like he was kind of aggressive with like the mannequins in a kind of a weird sexy part are you are you suggesting that he was like he like was sexually aggressive toward the mannequins like that's (laughs) i guess (laughs) well he was it's just he was like rubbing one between the legs with the like the end of his gun and just like you know just expressing like, a power fan- fantasy. I'm yeah, not here to king sure. shame, okay? I'm not here to king shame what the fuck everyone is doing. Just I'm just saying, but like, like maybe the mannequin likes that. That's yeah, that's true. You know what? You know what? That's a fair point. I did not see if they discussed a scene beforehand, and uh, that's on me. 
Um, I, uh, I'll go ask their dungeon master and make sure everything's okay. But, um, no, it was, like, I liked the fact that it was, like, he was a flawed character, but it was, like, starting to watch the budding of what he could have been. And I think that was one of the things the movie did really well was is that it showed a lot of these people starting to become, uh, like, who they actually were. Mm-hmm. And then it was just cut short suddenly by the police going in there and just fucking shooting all of them. Like, even the ones that surrendered, and they're like, I give up. They just shot him in the chest, which I... Is that is that a thing? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. That is that is a thing. That, that's probably right. how they would have handled this. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But, like, I mean, I think that in a sense, we can sort of read, it, like, the rebellion, like, the act of rebellion against, like, an alienating, constraining society as, like, an act of self-realization. And so, you know, his own coming to terms with his identity and the other characters coming to terms with their own shit is like an extension of that like the yeah. same kind of thing it's like by pushing back against what they can what they see as like constraining and alienating they're able to forge this new space in the mall where they can kind of be what they want to be yeah and yeah it's kind of like that like at the end of the world you finally get to see the kind of person you actually are and yeah, it turns out the kind of person I actually am just sits around playing Animal Crossing and, like, bakes shitty bread. And that, and you know what? <laughs> that is a great person to be. I will not listen to any shit talking. That is a great person to be. But yeah. No, <laughs> Podcasting at the end of the world. What <laughs> <laughs> are the new Doomer podcast? Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, I there wasn't a lot of rep in this film. It was just this one thing. But I think it's a very interesting thing to say. Like, the idea of that, and I think it's a very accurate point, even though this is a subtle transition, and I, and I do not think at all, based on anything I've read, that this was the point the director was trying to make in terms of a queer study, it was a character study, but it was nice to see it interesting in terms of, like, someone starting to figure out who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, like, again, that point where he's, like, doing the performance coming down the stairs to my way and lip syncing. Like, that was the other thing, too, like, in terms of, like, a subtlety, because, like, he was nailing that song. He Like, in terms of the lip syncing, like, it was perfect, which means that... To me, that suggests the idea that this person has been in the closet practicing this stuff ahead of time. Yeah, or we don't even know about necessarily in the closet because we don't know anything about this character from beforehand. Like, we don't necessarily That's true. know. That's I think true. you do kind of get the sense, though, that this is new for him. Yeah, because yeah. he's very, clearly like a very like shy character in all yeah. of the preceding things. Like, maybe it's yeah. not new to him, like internally, but it's new to him mm-hmm. to like exists like be that way socially to yeah to do that yeah in the presence of other people to do that in a space outside of yourself so i think yeah like in a sense it, like he could have been figuring this stuff out but there is that sort of feeling you get of this like frantic urgent experimentation that he's doing mm-hmm. um which i really liked like he's kind of just going at it mm-hmm. yeah well i mean it was like near. It was like you know. It was. I. I don't know if it was just like he finally feeling powerful enough to do it, like self empowered by the whole act of bombing, you know, Paris, or it was just the fact that he had like lost. He he had acknowledged the fact that he wasn't going to live through the night, sort of thing. One of those, or it could be both, and just like it was nice to see like the budding. I don't know. I would have liked to have almost seen that kind of character development as a start point for a full queer movie. Um, and see how that grew. But could you make a movie of like about queer terrorists? Yeah, like <laughs> pa- pa- <laughs> this is my my pitch for the movie. Paris is literally burning. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> can we call that? Can we title the episode that? Yeah. Yes, Paris is. 
Paris is literally burning. Uh, yeah, we'll be careful because we, the last thing we want is the director of this film finding us on YouTube. Because, oh yeah, we never got to discuss that with you, Amy. The fucking director. Yeah, God bless him. Uh, we should get him on the pod. Do we want to? <laughs> I don't know. Do we? Look, my idea is like, I don't think if these are good or bad ideas. I just know they're ideas and I put them out there. You, you two are my guiding conscience. Well, that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Like... I, my, my guiding conscious is a furry and a Unabomber fan. It's, uh, it's great. He seems, okay, may, maybe we should. He seems like a character. He seems like an yes. interesting man. We'll be, ve- we'll be very professional. If you listen to our episode about his movie that expresses interest, <laughs> the fact that if you did listen to the episode about our movie and hey, was, makes- was okay with the things we said about Ticked Off Trannies with Knives, which I do believe to be a, a masterpiece... A p- yeah, high no, art. It was high art. Yeah, creme de but la you know, creme. we weren't, we weren't, you know, we weren't, we weren't uncritical. Shall no. we? Shall I, we but, say? but if he was able to listen to makes... that and still reply to us with a with a chivalrous gesture, the, you know, the winky face, I feel like we can have him on the pod. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, if he makes a sequel now and the McBarge is involved, we know we can sue for copyright um, and intellectual property theft. God, don't say that. I want it to be made. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 That's fair. I, I want All my McBarge right. like, <laughs> like. Sexual I want my McBarge revenge flick. I want my McBarge revenge flick. All right. Well, that's just the fucking 2016 thriller, uh, Nocturama. Um, again, it's a shorter episode and a shorter thing, well, but it is a very yeah. interesting idea about the idea of a budding coming of age queer movie. Um, how, do, how do we feel about it? What do we think? It was. You know what? It was. I, it was good. Like I have issues with French cinema, in like as you, a personal. You just have problems thing. with the French. Well, that's true, and that's working out great to where I moved to. Um, but it's well, they're it's, not like they're, you know they're not actually French. They're not real French. That's fine. That's fine. Did you uh, see that? Just, uh, did you see French. that? Did you see that Felix Biederman tweet about the Quebecois about how they combine the two most powerful, obnoxious people, the French and the hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? The fact that I had a contract work this summer uh, working at a, uh, was it a semi-rig uh, drag show? Not like drag uh, like I would like, but drag the other kind uh, is actually true. That is 100% well, true. See, I think I think it's more um, like uh, French and redneck because French and hillbilly sounds more like Cajun and like a specific kind of like Canadian mm. redneck that they just don't make a... Yeah, that requires yeah. a certain amount of like I li- po- oil poisoning in the water to really get. Yeah, no, I live in Montreal though, so I mean, like it's it, it's pretty. I'm pretty sheltered here, but when I drive out to Thetford Mines, then it's like fucking yeah, no, then it's like hillbilly country, fucking just like they are the most enclosed people I've ever met. It's amazing, but their food is really good. So I, I, can't I, I would never say anything bad about the Quebecois. I can watch this. I want I want I want this movie except instead of about. Parisian teenagers. It's about the FLQ, <laughs> and it's just called October. <laughs> like genuinely, I think that would I be mean, a good movie. I mean, no, not more. not not far off because clear because they did definitely kill at least one government official, and ha- none of them had any idea what the fuck they were doing. No, yeah, no, like, that's fair. Seriously, like the scene where they like are sitting there in a room with the fucking kidnapped like ambassador with a gun pointed to his head. And like balaclavas on their heads, and they look at each other, and they're like, "Shit!" 
Like, we are in way too deep. Yeah. Like, pamphleteering was be... one thing. You know, our little newspaper, <laughs> cool. Our flag, beautiful. But this maybe was a step too far. But now, like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta run it out. We gotta do. We could get a CBC grant to make this movie. Do you know how easy it would be to get a CBC grant to make this movie? Oh, 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 oh! oh I mean, no, right like... now, I mean, Justin, like, it would be sort of a vanity project for him. Mm-hmm. Well, um, was it my school actually like for the arts departments? They actually have a special counselor to get you grants from um, the government. Um, so all I'm saying is, is that I am going to be working with film students. We could pitch them on this or the McBarge. <laughs> or we can combine them together. A, a, a hostile terrorist faction has taken over the McBarge, um, and they're threatening to sink it. And podcasters rally around to stop that from happening. There's literally only, like, documentaries about the October crisis. Like, I desperately want, like, a good drama. So, well, yeah, keep an eye on Crave TV for our upcoming spa special. And, um, <laughs> God, it would be on Crave. Crave TV, the Netflix you signed up for but didn't know about. All right, well, this is this is the fucking show, people. It's a shorter one. Yeah, do we have any recommendations for people? Like, don't go outside, you know, don't socialize, don't hang out with your friends. Like, you were doing that Don't anyway, fucking do but... that shit. We're, we're going to be doing a uh, Tranifesto movie nights um probably starting next week mm-hmm. um or by the time you get this the week that we're currently in um so we'll be doing those uh please check the twitter for those we'll post them up um and we'll we'll set up a lot of it will be queer cinema so if you want to join us in and we can maybe all watch girl together that would be great <laughs> uh, uh yeah i'm not gonna i'm i, I you won't, i i'm gonna sit that one out but uh yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm gonna go fucking. I'm gonna go fucking Clockwork Orange on you and just like hold your eyelids open and drop shit. Tomorrow with um a frequent co-host Devlin's other podcast, we're gonna be going through because Eurovision got canceled this year when I decided I was gonna get really into Eurovision, and so we're gonna get a couple, get some people like together, have decide these things. It's that's what it's what yeah. I do. I gotta develop the brand. Um. So, <laughs> anyways, we're gonna be going. <laughs> you- you fucking like workshop that and you thought yeah you know what's on brand watching more eurovision no that's, yeah. that's and you're like you know what's missing just eurovision. Tra- trashy music also <laughs> religion wait do other, <laughs> do other people not do this could you not just have taken up smoking meth you're instead? like like hey listen there's not much to do in quarantine it's it's not that i it's not that i want to read james joyce it's that i've decided that i should be the kind of person who has read james joyce so therefore is james joyce okay i've I have a confession but, to make. What? Oh? I've read James Joyce. Oh my. Well, see, but that's on brand for you. That seems like something that, that seems like an Amy thing to do. But anyways. <laughs> I don't know if that, that, like, I think that that was a compliment, but it felt like a dig. It's a digliment. Yeah. So I'm going to be posting about it. I guess this is actually not coming out till Sunday, so it doesn't really matter. But if you, if you came out to, if you showed up to watch the thing that I'm doing tomorrow, thank you. But it this doesn't matter me saying it now. So, anyways, I'll try to be more online and be more interesting. Post more shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, hit us up. There's always the Tranifesto Discord as well. If you'd like access. To oh yeah, it, we do have a Discord, don't we? We should. Yeah. Just send us the. Uh, just send. Just let us know, and we'll send out a link. God, we do have a Discord. Nothing's and, going uh, on in there. Everyone already like died of COVID. No, it was cocaine. But yeah, and then come visit uh, me on my Animal Crossing island, the island of Peavis. Um, I'll probably post my uh, friend codes and dodo codes and shit, so you can come do that. Dodo codes? Yeah, that's like a way to make to make people visit your island, is to get a special code. or you, Special code? Yeah, you get a special code. A secret code. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I don't know if you're talking. 
I love, okay, we love you all, and we'll see you all again in okay. the fucking yeah. Okay, bye. Bye! Stay safe. Don't, don't go outside. <laughs> Please don't die. Love you, bye! Bye. Take care of yourselves.